Hello Waterloo Road fans, it's Tom here, your podcast host, just popping by before we get started to tell you about our Patreon page. As I'm sure you know by now, Patreon is a subscription service where you can get loads of extra stuff from Luke and myself, including extended versions of all of our interviews, reviews of other school-based shows, we're continuing to write my teenage Waterloo Road fanfiction, we do Waterloo Road awards for each series, loads of great stuff on the Patreon, which you can access via patreon.com slash waterlooroadpod. And I would like to thank those of you who are already Patreon subscribers. So thank you to Emmy, to Joe Buckle, to Helen, who is at red.head.red on Instagram. Thank you to Natalie, who you can also find on Instagram at Natalie the Book Reader. Thank you to Lottie Smith, to Eve, to Leah, to Matthew Kumar, to Benji Wordsworth, and my favourite plug for manholecovers.co.uk. Thank you to Lucy, to Maddie, to Georgia Leah, who is on Instagram and TikTok as the Avocado Bath. Thank you to Mel. Thank you to Eliza, who is at Waterloo X Road underscore on Instagram. Thank you to Lou Parsons, to Rebecca Grimshaw, to Tom Percival, to Hannah Louise, who would like to shout out NHS Mental Health Services. Thank you to Joel, to Becky, and finally, thank you to Claudia Graham. Your continued support is much appreciated by both Luke and myself. And if you listening now would like to join that list of shout outs, all you have to do is go to patreon.com slash Waterloo Road pod. And now without any further ado, let's get on with this week's podcast. We're getting there nearly end of series seven. It's nearly time for Scotland. Hello and welcome to another episode of Everything From Nothing, the Waterloo Road podcast. I am Tom Beasley, your Waterloo Road superfan, joined as always by Luke Stevenson to discuss 30-year-old actors playing teenagers. Indeed, it's like glee, but somehow worse. <laughs> or grease. Yes, very much grease. Yeah. But it's because okay, Roxanne Pallet at this point is quite young looking, but it still feels weird. It's that same kind of Emmerdale, they do it with all the Emmerdale a lot, don't they? We've watched them all grow up. I think, it, yeah, it was... I, it, the thing it felt most similar to was when Tina O'Brien was on the show. That's yeah, yeah. what it felt most similar we, to. Because we've seen them be adults. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And now they're here as a 60... It's... Yeah, I think she, she joined Emmerdale as an adult in, like, 2005. Yeah, so... <laughs> this is, what, seven, seven or eight years yeah, later? Yeah, eight years pass, and now she's playing a 16-year-old. <laughs> like, she was a young adult in Emmerdale, but an adult nonetheless. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Because you read the bio for the introduction of her character, and what does it say? <laughs> it says she joins as, as the vet surgery receptionist and is soon noticed by the local men. Yes. <laughs> and, and indeed in Waterloo Road, she's noticed by George Sampson. Yes. But, oh God, I just... There must have been someone else available. Right? <laughs> I don't know. She was quite sort of popular at the time. Yeah. I, I mean, at some point there's an elephant in the room with Roxanne Pallet. <laughs> That wasn't, that wasn't in the room in 2012. Yeah, but it's not about her popularity. It's just about the fact that you're casting a 16, 17-year-old. Yeah, but I guess at the time it was, oh, people, she's, it's her off Emmerdale. Yeah, and if you the... saw that in TV Quick magazine, you might watch it. But then cast her as a teacher. <laughs> She's 29. But they she's don't probably have... older than the person who played Jasmine Qureshi and probably. Cheska. Combined. But, but they don't really have Teacher of the Week unless they're an undercover journalist. No. 
Um, yeah, she have to be ready to beat a child. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. To be, a, to be a teacher. But yeah, so she's introduced at the start of the episode as the kid of the week. She's uh, clearly an artist. She's got art. but And then she go around the house and there's alcohol hidden all around the house. And yeah. then there's her dad saying, oh, your mum would be proud of you. Dead mum. Yeah. Because the show's done this recently, isn't it? Yeah. It's very there's Disney of them. There's a bit of a dead mum <laughs> that someone's going to be proud of. Or <laughs> proud of someone. Yeah, it's very, very Disney of them. Um... So uh, Finn is now fully a member of Eugene's gang. So he's doing the tag on the wall. And at, at, at some point, Eugene... Look, Eugene's not done nice things so far. No. But what he does in the opening minutes of this episode is unforgivable. What does he do? He uses, he says the phrase, the DSC crew. Uh, oh, no. The C stands for crew, Eugene. They're the, not the Dale Skin crew crew. What do you put in the wall, when, Tom? When you're trying to get out money? Oh, on it. That's my big because that's the one that crops up the most often. Oh, I, and I it, can imagine Tom it, yelling oh, it, at people. It is <laughs> nails on a chalkboard. Whenever someone says pin number, it makes my skin crawl. He feels what a sheltered life. <laughs> I'm my... the middle class one. This is what really upsets you. <laughs> it, on, it really, really gets to me. <laughs> Just picturing you in therapy, <laughs> like it happened again. <laughs> What set you off this week, Tom? Someone said pin number, Tom. <laughs> we have you gone for your coping strategies? <laughs> Not for this. Not for this. The DSC crew. It, it's horrifying. Yeah. Get him off the streets. It <laughs> <laughs> all could run a business round. <laughs> no, well, yeah. So it turns out that the place they were tagging is Naz's den. It's good to have a den back. Yeah, no Naz. <laughs> yeah, but, but we've got her den. Where was Naz been? <laughs> In the den. In the den. In the den. When Tarek sees that they've tagged Naz's den, he's like, this is a declaration of war. (laughs) But but it wasn't a declaration of war last week when him and Kyle battered Eugene's car with hockey sticks. Yeah, yeah. That's not a declaration of war. Because the school is common turf. (laughs) Every time they say turf, I'm just looking at it, it's like, this is just... So, and I, there is a huge gang problem in this country. Yes. But you can't write it into a BBC show before the watershed. No. And I have us not go, well, this is just preposterous. Mm-hmm. When people my age, and probably you as well, grew up playing Grand Theft Auto San Andreas, yes. which is all about gangs and turf wars. Yes. When you grew up doing that, and then you watch this kind of like milk toast gang thing <laughs> on Roch- happening in Rochdale. Yeah. There was more like grit in the girl gang storyline. Yeah. Than there is in this. Because that started with a battle. Yeah. And, and that was like, that was very inside school gang. Whereas yeah. this is like crime gang on the Look, outside. Because the show has to happen within the school, yeah. the crime gang has no stakes. Because it's like, oh, the full extent of what this gang does happens within school hours. Yeah, there was on that school like, premises. bit where it was like, where Kyle said, this is the knife that was used in like a bookies robbery. But, other, but we haven't Can seen... Can we talk about that again? <laughs> But we haven't seen any of that. All we've seen is them, like, doing graffiti and sort of trashing classrooms a bit. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. There's no reason to, to fear there's, the yeah, Dale there's, no re- there's no reason to think it might escalate to petrol bombing random buildings. And, well, quite. Quite. <laughs> we get. I like it when Waterloo Road does these scenes. Bad shoplifting scenes. Yeah. Also, <laughs> that old man just being a dirty grass. <laughs> You. But they have to tackle shoplifting. No one can run a business here anymore. No. Who asked you, man? Leave it. I remember. 
you know what? It's just my problem about old men. You know, <laughs> oh, okay. I've had to step back from a, from being anti Scottish. <laughs> you know what? I'm very anti old man. Okay. So did I tell you about the time I got yelled at in a little car park? No. So I was pushing the trolley back to go put it away. Yeah. And then there was all these cars not driving properly. Yeah. And then one of them turned around the corner. They turned around the corner too wide. So I took a step back. And then my leg, my calf, bumped into a BMW. Right. The owner of the BMW yeah. got out of the car yeah. and started screaming at me right. that I'd scratched his car. And he was going at me and at me and at me. And I was like, look, my leg bumped it. He was like, look. And he, he wiped dirt off the car. So they go, look, there's a scratch there. And I was like, you're having me on here, aren't you? <laughs> but I'm not an intimidating sort. No. So I was just like carrying on with it. And then this old man walked over. And he goes, what seems to be the problem? And he goes, he, I think he, he thinks I've scratched his car. Yeah. And, he looks at the, and he looks at it and goes, yeah, you've scratched that. <laughs> and walks off and I was like, how are you helping? Old man's union. Yeah. <laughs> but the, the, it, was a young, it was a young man who was yelling at me. Oh, right, okay. But it was, an old man just came over to get involved and just go, no, yeah, you, you banged to rights there, son. And I'm there like, what, the, what are you here for? You steal all the homes. Did he, did he press charges? Oh... <laughs> This is, where, this is where being unconfrontational gets you far, because he was clearly, he clearly got a sense that I was just like, look, I'm not going to admit I've done this, but yeah. I'm also not going to have a go at you about it. Yeah. Uh, and he was just like, look, you've been polite about this, so I'm just going to leave it. He's not going to press charge. No, no, because he clearly, what he wanted to do was have some form of yelling match, yeah, which yeah. got him into a situation yeah, yeah. where I, I was I was compromised. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's why I hate old men. <laughs> old Scottish men are the worst. Um, anyway, Waterloo Road is the programme we're talking about. Um, Maddie and Zach, uh, they barely talk to Jez. Um, he's gone over to try and talk to them because it's Maddie's 18th birthday and Jez has bought her a bottle of champagne. And then we later find out that he's also bought her a car. Yeah. Encouraging drinking and driving. Jez is <laughs> it's, 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 it's not a good message, yeah, is it? He, he says to her, we'll crack some open yeah. at lunch before your party. Or like, uh, before you come over tonight, crack some open. Yeah. But that's what he's going to give her the car. So he's going to say to his daughter, here, have your first drink, wink, wink, with a champagne. Never trust a man who winks. Never. And then let's have a drive together, shall we? Yeah. God, he's never watched the show before, has he? <laughs> Presumably she doesn't know how to drive yet. And so it's not like she's going to be driving that evening. No, because you can learn to drive from 17. Why yeah, would but, you buy a car for somebody who can't drive? But there's no, there's no suggestion that she has learned to drive. It's quite common for... In TV, at least, yeah, for yeah. people to buy cars for the 17th yeah, birthday. Yeah, because some people just aren't physically capable of doing it. Why would you buy a car for someone who may not, at that point, ever be able to do it? Because he's trying very hard, that's yeah. why. I still don't, I don't get this idea that the man who was once a professional footballer, had that beautiful home, could buy his daughter a car on her 18th birthday, <laughs> needs to work at a school <laughs> Um We find out that Matt Wilding's school motto was, Manners maketh man. Is he a kinsman? <laughs> No, just just a prep prep school boy. Interestingly, though... that's Kingsman. (laughs) This is a big moment for us. Is it? Because that school motto has now been said half as many times (laughs) as the Waterloo Road school motto that we inexplicably named the show after. Everything, nothing from. (laughs) It's true. Matt Wilding, we've never been to Matt Wilding's school. No. That school motto has been said in this show half like one once. <laughs> Our school motto has been said twice. 
I think it's had three, hasn't it? No. I think Jack said it twice in that one interview. Yes, and that was it. <laughs> no, I think it's had three. No. I think we got to three. You said it was going to be a big part of the show. I, no, I never said you that. You did. That was the justification you said, look, it becomes a bigger part. I'll go back to the early episodes and find it. <laughs> I don't think I ever said that. You but scoundrel. It is, but it is, it is, it's visible a lot. No, it isn't. It is all the time. And it's spelt wrong. <laughs> It's better than Epirode by Epirode. I don't know. When I put and on... please don't tweet to say, <laughs> oh, actually, no. Don't People keep enabling you. <laughs> I don't like it. I mean, you've done 128 episodes of enabling me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Tarek is, says to Kyle, oh, the Murray lot are on our turf. And Kyle's like, don't worry about that. I'm going to dovetail with the Kid of the Week plot. So we don't need to worry about that for now. Because <laughs> um, he's selling these like 70% proof vodka shots. He's imported illegally from Russia. Weird detail. <laughs> does Does Rochdale have its own prohibition? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can see where you're linking this. Yeah, yeah. Because we've been through this once before yeah. with another gang. We also said that was vodka as well, wasn't it? Yes. Vod- <laughs> apparently vodka is illegal. And it's like, but... And I was like, why would it be illegal? Why for the story does it... Absinthe exists in this country. Around about the time this episode came out, I remember getting violently ill drinking absinthe. And this this show is just like, I'm selling these definitely illegal vodka shots that could kill you. No, they can't. And they're from Russia. Why does it have to be... For the story, it does not need to be illegal. It could just be normal vodka. Yeah. Still not allowed in a school. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the stakes are well established. Could you imagine as well, you're doing the business... Like, let's say this vodka is illegal. Okay. okay? You're doing the very dangerous business yes. of smuggling vodka yes. out of Russia. Yeah. Not the kindest of states. No, no. You're smuggling vodka out of Russia across the sea to sell it... In a school in Rochdale for a pound a pop. Yeah. <laughs> Student night prices. It's ridiculous. There's, there's a way better markup somewhere. It could just be some vodka. It doesn't have to be illegal. It doesn't have to be yeah. Russian. No. But they uh, they give Harley some nice trainers in exchange for sort of peddling the, the vodka. That's... It's almost, for a moment, a little bit interesting because that is an actual way gangs recruit people. Yes. It's giving them gifts in terms of favours and then at that point they've blackmailed you to the point that you have to be in the gang. Yes. It's, uh, it's the, sort of the premise of like County Lines gangs now, yes. which is a very serious and very real issue. Yeah. Admittedly, they couldn't have known about this 10 years ago. But, but... <laughs> just, just does nothing with it. No. And it's like, well, if you're going to show that there's big gang problems, don't have Finn getting radicalised by some other person's miscarriage yeah and actually show you something that yeah also those vodka shots are what a pound two pound two pound a shot how much are those trainers worth that's a lot before you make a profit yeah yeah, yeah. that is a lot of vodka before you make a profit (laughs) where are the trainers from are they illegal they're imported from uh, from Serbia I heard Um, so we meet uh, uh, Roxanne Pallet's kid of the week is Shelby we meet her dad who is Alan Dixon who is the director of education at the LA? Well, we get a new one every year, don't we? We do, we do. Now, important for people like us. Okay. Michael, when he said he's been challenged, there hasn't been a, a turnaround yet. Yeah. Michael says it's been two terms. Yes, two terms. He very carefully says terms. Two terms. Yeah. But Michael definitely started at the start of the school year. Yes. It was a new school year. So this would be the spring term. Yes. During which there are no exams. Yes. And 
no moving to Scotland in the April after. No, that would be weird. <laughs> no, don't, don't, don't move to Scotland in April. Yeah, yeah. You don't do that. But that appears to be what's about to happen. Yeah, yeah. When we come back after the Easter holidays, we'll have cross Adrian's wall. <laughs> madness. Absolute madness. So, yeah. Alan Dixon says the school's under review your budget is ropey and I need you to deliver me the numbers this afternoon before three o'clock it's just like why is uh, and then they go why is your school struggling it's like because random men appear at the end of every term and say give me all this detail yeah in a whole day I just find a new way of doing at the end of a series about some random bureaucrat turning up and saying oh I'm going to close you down yeah I missed the last bureaucrat he was good but how many schools are closed down? Not many, I don't think. Because it seems to be like... They, they seem to interpret budget cuts yeah. in, in the broad terms as we're closing schools down. Yeah. That's never how it works. No. It's they just cut the school's resources yeah, back. Yeah, yeah. But for the show to have some kind of end-of-series drama, it's just, no, 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 we're going to cut it. Yeah. Um, so they're preparing for this art exam, um, and then Shelby is very pleased when she hears that Maddie has champagne. Yes. Um, which is in... It's been locked in the deputy head's office for the day. And that doesn't come back. Does she not... Does we see her try to get in? Maybe. But yeah. it doesn't... Like It's like Chekhov's champagne. Chekhov's champagne. It never comes back. Um, so we find out that Maggie has agreed to be like the still life model for the exam. Was this um, a thing? I don't know. I, I didn't do art. I don't do art, but I don't feel like they brought I, in a half nude... Yeah, I, I would have thought that it's like this like basket of fruit type thing. Yeah, I don't think it would be half nude model. No, other than just for the show. And then Grantly, very perplexing. Yeah. He is one jealous of eighteen-year-olds looking at a woman he hasn't asked out yet. Yeah, petty. Yeah. Also, Grantly's had his knackers out in this school. <laughs> he has. He has. When the last lady from Emmerdale was here. <laughs> yeah, when the last lady from Emmerdale. She was taking nude photographs for a calendar. I do like, though, that Grantley just sort of goes over to Nikki and goes, why is Margaret in a state of undress? <laughs> it's a very, it's one of those Philip Martin Brown deliveries that you, you just have to love. Um, so so when she, when Shelby is struggling in the exam because she's, you know, wants, wants a drink, we get some very good Waterloo Road on the nose musicking. Yes, what is it? Because I Shazam the song and the song is called The Bottle. Oh. <laughs> It's not quite prison gates to open up for me, but it's not far off. I do enjoy, like, because the, the fun thing about this Shelby storyline is it's a thing this show does expertly with its teachers, is the teachers are going on most kid of the week ones, but they'll say to a child, go, you are amazing. Mm-hmm. You are our only hope. And at the end of the episode, they go, why did they crack under the pressure? Yeah. It's just teachers just go, I will spend the first 20 minutes of this episode applying pressure to you. Yeah. 20 minutes going... Here are the consequences of all this pressure. Yeah. And they go, oh, none of us could have seen this happening. Um, so yeah, she makes a mess of the exam and then she's fretting about going to art school. Um, meanwhile, Nikki is showing Michael what she produced in the exam compared to what she produced in the coursework. And rather than assuming maybe there's something going on today, yeah, they assume she's, she's cheated, cheated on the coursework. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is a lot more... Because they basically choose the most destructive action they could take to upset the man yeah. in charge of stuff. Yeah. Like, if if they actually went, look, I think she had a problem today, we can see about doing a reset as a first. Yeah. And then if she, if she does it badly twice, then she's cheated. Yeah. There's your evidence. Yeah. But no, they just immediately just go, she's cheated, and that's going to upset him ten times more yeah. than anything else. No, it was such a, it's such a strange thing for them to jump to, is the assumption that she was cheating. 
so Shelby then says, oh, you're 18 now, let's go to the pub. So Shelby and Maddie go to the pub while uh, Harley is going around selling vodka. Um, Grantly accuses Maggie of stripping off like a tart. Like a tart. Maggie's response to Grantly is quite good because she just said, keep your big nose out or I'll bop it one. I like bop that. It. Bop it's good. It's very simple. I'll swing for you. Yeah, yeah. A good old bop it. Yeah. Um. So Shelby is is giving her backstory to, to Maddie. <laughs> Her friend, who she's presumably spoken to before, but yeah. like, for our benefit, <laughs> she's doing her backstory. Oh, Shelby, stop repeating all this to me, God. <laughs> You've known me since I got here. Um, so Shelby's saying, oh, my mum was a brilliant artist and she left me money to like go to art school and that, so that's what I want to do. Again, this feels like a very Americanized thing. Yes. Because she might have left her money, yes, to go towards some element of university, but yes. she'd be able to go to any... Yeah. university that does art mm-hmm. um there's a very brief mention of the fact maddie misses her mom as well that's as good as we're gonna get no jess mentions the mum. Le- yes later yeah, yeah. there is something later but that's that's as much as we've had until now can i just say i find the concept of art exams really stupid why because i don't think da vinci was timed when he did the mona lisa <laughs> no no i don't think he was yeah so like the idea that they're if, not expecting you to produce the yeah, Mona Lisa. Yes, I know. But they're expecting you to do something of a good quality yes. with a very strict time period. Yes. We, you and I can't sit here on a weekly basis and yell at Bake Off because of how it asks <laughs> them to do too much in too little time. Yeah. And then judge people. It's like, it's, it's just art. Take your time with it. Preposterous. Yeah. Um, they do get a long time. From what I remember of people doing art, they get, it's a, they get a long time. No, but it takes longer. Yeah, no, I'm sure. You have to draw. You have to colour it in. <laughs> Oh, I have to stay in the lines. <laughs> I, I, to be fair, I'm not sure I can manage that. Um, so they're in the pub and then Grantly walks in and they're, they're sort of hiding. He orders a beef pie and the usual. A beef pie and the... That'd be a stodgy meal. Yeah. Afterwards as well. Yeah, I'd, I'd feel quite heavy after that. Yeah. Spend a day teaching. Depends what the usual is, I guess. We assume it's a pint, but it could be... <laughs> but, to be fair to Grantly, one, he's had money concerns. He's going out for a beef buy and a pint every single day at lunch. Okay, whatever. But he's in good shape for someone who eats well, a beef pie and lunch every day. Without wanting to be inelegant, he's not paying for the care home anymore. Got <laughs> <laughs> like beef pie budget. Yeah, yeah. I imagine beef pie is cheaper than care homes. I don't know, <laughs> but I'm imagining they are. Um, someone help me budget this my family's done yeah. <laughs> Trudy and Lauren confront Finn about the fact he's now very publicly part of like Eugene's gang Trudy he went through one of the more traumatic things anybody yeah. can go through last week does she care about it no do we remember it no no it's all about the gang thing yeah um, so Chalky has the gang liaison um, also challenges him on this and says you know you have responsibilities because you're head boy well, Chalky, because he doesn't mind, he doesn't mind if kids get into gang as long as they're not head boy. No, Chalk says if it's gang related, you have to tell me. Yeah. <laughs> no one oh, gets past you, Colombo. Of course, gangs have a very uh, a very high tolerance, very low tolerance for grasses. So I'm going to uh, if it's gang, yeah, if it's gang related, you have to tell me. Um, but yeah, Finn resigns his duties as head boy. Can we probably say, safely say? that Chalky, as a gang liaison, has utterly failed at every conceivable level. I think we can say that, yeah. <laughs> as he got into it at one point where Finn was the biggest champion of the anti-gang initiative, and now Finn is in a gang. Yeah. So we then get the arrival of Lorraine Donegan, who had been phoning Janice all day. Um, she turns up in a fancy car, and then she's she's in the office. And, she's... and she just 
drives into the middle of the playground. She does. Car park is on the other side of the school. Yeah, but it's because it's because she's no nonsense, and she does what she wants. Yeah, because she's a businesswoman. She's, she's not a... the businesswoman's wife. The businessman's no. wife. <laughs> <laughs> Business women can also have wives. They can. They can. It's the 21st century. But she, as far as we know, (laughs) is a businesswoman, not a businessman's or businesswoman's wife. Yes. As far as we know. So, uh... I think this casting is desperately unfair on the actor who plays Michael. Because she says, I was your student. Yes. Those two are four years apart in age. (laughs) Did you look that up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, I didn't know that instinctively. (laughs) No, I that, thought maybe you would just say one of those things where you go, they're close together in age and you just picked a number. No, but that that would be like if me and you were in a show and then you turned up and you were my student. <laughs> Michael is talking about how grades in the core subjects are up. Yeah. English, maths, the sciences. <laughs> um, so Michael introduces Lorraine to Sean as a former pupil. Um and then uh, Lorraine's like looking out of the window because there's a fight going on and go and like, talking about the state of the school. And it turns out she's on the Times Rich list. It's just there's just a fight happening. Yes, and no one goes. Should we go stop it? Well, as long as it's not gang related, <laughs> Chalky doesn't need to know. Yeah, yeah. So- <laughs> he needs one of the boys to tell him. Yeah. <laughs> so Maddie and Shelby arrive at the school, and Maddie's very drunk, um, and uh, Jez finds her. And then Maddie is being, you know, confrontational with Jez. Says, you can't tell me what to do and I wish you weren't my dad. And then he storms out and leaves her with Sean. Yeah. You're not my mum. <laughs> yes, I am. I am. Um, while all this is going on, Tarek and Kyle stash the vodka in Harley's locker and uh, Grantley sees Harley with the two of them. Yes. Grantley does something inexplicably noble this episode. He does, he does. <laughs> He does. <laughs> Quite vindictive as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yes, noble. Certainly I know, noble. I know he's the wrong sort, but again, when this school's ethos is, we keep them out of the police. Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, Jez finds uh, Shelby, and Shelby is like being aggressive to him, and then Shelby's dad turns up and immediately starts trying to fight Jez. Jez is grabbing his child. Yeah. And Jez, not a week ago, not two weeks ago, was yeah. recently done in a noncing scandal. Which, to be fair, the director of education at the LA is probably aware of. Yes. <laughs> um, so Jez pushes him and Michael arrives and says, Jeremy, you've just hit the LA, man. And then Jeremy's like, is this personal? And he goes, no, you just... You just, you just... Two, two weeks ago you were suspended for noncing. Now you're grabbing a child and punching the head of the... I can't... This isn't personal. Yeah. Um, so Janice. Oh, there's a lot happening with Janice in this. Yeah. So... And also, I think Chalky should be done for sexual harassment. Okay. Because when Janice is ordering food... Yeah. He walks over, puts his cheeky little head on her shoulder, goes, can I get you a sausage with that? <laughs> Inappropriate. Sure, sure. Inappropriate. Um, so Janice is stealing food from the canteen. Um, and then uh, Chalky sort of sees her in the corridor while she's fleeing the scene. And then she drops an onion and the onion sort of sadly rolls <laughs> towards Chalky. Um, now, I don't know, what's Janice using an onion for? Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Because it's, it's always one of those things that people, when they're stealing food, steal raw veg. Yeah. As opposed to, you know, things they'd actually enjoy eating. Yeah. And like, 
from everything we know about Janice, she's not a cooked meal from scratch. No. Type of woman. It took me loads of time to get to use an onion. I hate using an <laughs> onion. What are you? <laughs> so I love it. There's a shot of Maggie noticing the theft and she's just wielding a big knife. <laughs> Very odd. But then she goes and like runs into the office and reports this to Janice. Uh, and Chalky's got this like look of recognition. And then he goes to Maggie and says, I think it was Janice that stole the food. Yeah. It'd be funny if, you know, Janice was hoisted by her own baton. She was tied up in the... In Dante's <laughs> intimidation cupboard with Maggie. It's Lord of the Flies time now. <laughs> She's recruited a kid with slits in his eyebrows. <laughs> so uh, Jez goes and grabs Zach. And uh, Tom sort of is like, oh, what's going on? And then Jez is aggressive. And he says to Zach, we're leaving for a fresh start. Tom sees a parent being direct and rude to his son and goes, this seems fine. Yeah. <laughs> and relate. Oh, I miss Josh. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that must have just come out. Yeah. Has he got, has he got the old schizophrenia over there, is he? Jazz? Yeah, yeah. This is the only, only way to teach him. Yeah. Um, but Zach wants to stay. So, but Jazz sort of bundles him into the car and they go. And then Tom goes and tells Sean what, what's happening. Um, and then we have to talk about Shelby and Kyle. Shelby wants to get some vodka from Kyle, um, but she doesn't have any cash. And then uh, she says, oh, see anything else you fancy? Now, if we learn from how uh, Grantly got extra cash, Carl's going to make a set up a car wash. So then Janice goes and apologises to Maggie, says she's really ashamed. Um, and Maggie says, you know, we're friends, and you should have just asked for help. And her and Chalky have done like a little care package and given her the cash that Maggie made by doing the modelling for the art exam. Would they have paid her cash to do that? Well, it, it's established that that's why she did it. I don't think they would, though. No, maybe they wouldn't, but that's... For the purposes of this, they have. Fine, okay. Well, because Michael said we'll do right by her and then didn't. Yes. We now have naked dinner ladies giving <laughs> cash to receptionists. That was very grantly of you. Naked We now have ladies. naked dinner ladies <laughs> handing out cash in the school. <laughs> so, bear in mind that the director of education at the LA has just been assaulted by a teacher. They bring him back to Michael's office and go, your daughter has cheated. <laughs> <laughs> This is the only possible explanation. <laughs> and we've chosen this time to tell you that. So he, he says, um, Shelby's a brilliant artist, and this is a ridiculous uh, allegation. Um, meanwhile, Shelby and Kyle are in a sort of storeroom, and they're kissing. What, what infuriates me about this so much is Shelby says the line, no one will find us in here. Yes. They proceed to do then do that in front of two different windows. Yes. There's the window to the right of them that then has another window over the side. Yeah. When she goes, no one will see us in here, they do it stood up in front of a window. Yeah. Someone walks past and sees them in there. Yeah. Yeah. That is what happens. Oh, just duck. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, they're, they're kissing and he gives her the shot. And then uh, Maddie has told Nikki what's going on. And Nikki's gone there and she finds them and also finds the vodka shop there. Yes. And Carl says, I don't get high off my own supply at some point. Yeah. Which is embarrassing. <laughs> Um, and then Kyle is sort of dropping Harley in it because he's a know, grass. Because he's a he's a grass and he's a mean boy. He's a dirty rotten grass. He's a mean. He's a scrot. Yeah, but do you think? Because I feel like this, you know, grassing up. Surely, gangs honor after this has happened. If he successfully grasses, Tarek should go and go. He's a grass. He's a grass. <laughs> yeah, but it's also helping Tarek, I guess, because Tarek is also involved in the yeah. the operation. The, the local authority man seems to be 
far more concerned about the vodka selling than the well-being of his daughter at this point. Yes, who is clearly smells of vodka at this point. Yes. Um, yeah, it's like it's a school. There's going to be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, surely the measure of it is how it's responded to they go right we'll do right. amnesty get people in there we'll yes. get all the vodka back and they have this idea of in 20 seconds he's just like but the fact that it was here at all like, but you can't control kids bringing no, vodka in no um, meanwhile uh, Zach and Jez are in the car and Zach's yelling at his dad saying I don't want to move and they they have a nice little conversation where Jez ultimately apologises and we get Kiss Me by Ed Sheeran in the background oh, I find it very strange like in this because Jess is like, I've been made out to be the bad guy. He says that a few times. I've been made out to be the bad guy. It's like, you're making yourself out to be yeah. the bad guy. Sean <laughs> cheated on you. Yeah. She then lied to you about trying to have a baby. And in response, you're moving away, moving out and leaving your kids with her. Sean is the bad guy. <laughs> you really keep acting like the bad guy. <laughs> so yeah, as you said, Michael is doing an amnesty to get rid of all the vodka. Um... And Grantley then spots sort of Tarek and Harley having a sort of conspiratorial conversation. Uh, and we see him leave and run off into like the caretaker room where presumably he can find... Are the keys to all the lockers in the... I don't... And he has to shuffle through... There's either one master key or he shuffles through hundreds of lockers. But like, are the, are the locks provided by the school? Because they weren't when I was at school. You brought your own lock. But this one is a key in the lock thing. Right. So it's like a system. Yeah. Okay. I just found it very strange. I imagine they definitely. Like, I imagine most schools had that because it's like a safety thing. Isn't <laughs> Suggesting it? my school was just cheap. <laughs> well, because you'd, you'd be right. <laughs> like, yours, your school would have bolt cutters. Right. Okay. If you had a lock that was in the thing, yeah. they'd have a key for it. Yeah. Because of the same logic that someone could bring in a stink bomb, leave it in a locker, yeah. and then no one but the person who put it in there could get rid of yes. it. If you're listening, don't put a stink bomb in your locker. At How school. twee is an English upbringing that that's the kind of device <laughs> I think someone will hide in a locker. Yeah. Someone listening to This America went, what? <laughs> so yeah, they're doing the vodka shot at Amnesty. Um, Shelby and her dad are having that conversation that all of the kid of the weeks have about their parent working too much and not paying attention to them. We've seen it a million oh, yeah, times. Yeah, I, I, my note was, I feel like this story is every three weeks. Yeah, all because the time. what's insane is Josh's story amounts to that. Yeah. And we didn't get enough time to understand that one, yeah. but they want us to understand this one that happened so quickly. Mm. We get a, a rare thing where we're getting introduced to a story for next week. Yeah. With Scout getting a text from her mum. She's getting married next week. Um, and then Phoenix comes in and goes, what's wrong with you these days? And we're just like, we have no idea. Yeah. Have no <laughs> we, idea. We've not seen anything wrong with her these days. <laughs> but last week she caught a bouquet and got a warning. And next week she's getting married. Is this all linked? <laughs> I guess her catching the bouquet is sort of supposed to be a little hint, isn't it? Oh, God. Um, it's so sad knowing that we can write a TV show better than yeah. <laughs> That doesn't mean it would be good. It yeah. just means it would be better than this. Um, so Nikki then is try- tries Harley's locker to see if the vodka's in there, and it's not in there. <gasps> I was genuinely confused by what happened. <laughs> well, there was a moment where I... Because where, I didn't know if maybe that was going to be the something to do with the champagne was going to play in here. <laughs> it didn't. And I was like, he's... He, if he's moved it out of Harley's locker, fine. I wasn't expecting him to plant it in <laughs> Kyle's locker. 
that's an extra level. Yeah. I thought, oh, it, it makes sense that he might try and rescue Harley but from this. Again, as they said last week, why can't we just expel the ringleaders? We know who they all are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. But Kyle then hits Nikki, and then uh, he obviously, he gets excluded and stuff. And Kyle says, oh, stuff your school. And then Harley just looks up and Grantley's on the stairs, like, brandishing the keys. <laughs> As if to say, I want to send a clear message. This would, this would be. Yeah. Um, maybe that was for us. In case anyone hasn't worked out what well, was happening. At that point, I was still confused. So I was <laughs> glad that happened. Um, I did, when Scott Kyle says, stuff your school. Yeah. At that point, I just kind of really fall back in my way. I have no good reason why Kyle is still at this school anyway. No. Because he's at A-level. He wouldn't do A-levels. No, he's not doing A-levels. He's not, he's, what's it doing for his gang activity? Nothing. No. It's, they, it's hindering his gang he, activity. He could be out ganging. He could be ganging right now. Yeah, yeah. But he could instead, be tagging dens. He needs to go on their turf and tag a den. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's I a member you, of the Dale Scan crew crew. <laughs> I, think you, I think you just about got away with that. <laughs> so, uh, Alan is talking to Michael, says, you're dealing with big problems. We'll be in touch. Right, so, you know, it's a good job that the, the school is going to be closed down just as he's getting another opportunity. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Michael, like, permanently excludes Kyle, obviously. And then Kyle goes and meets with all the Sken crew people. And Finn goes to see Eugene. And the teachers are watching on and they see no problem with this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the battle line is being drawn. Yeah, Michael <laughs> looks from, like, left to right and goes, all right, better <laughs> let this play out, yeah, actually. Yeah, yeah. Better not alert the police to any... Because they just not, like... Again, you just call the police and say, look, there's gangs. Yeah. I know this boy. Here's here. a list of all the people. <laughs> I know all of their names. I yeah. know where all of them live. Yeah. So then Grantley is talking to Harley and Harley thanks him for what he did. Um, and Grantley says, you know, I'm going to give you a, a detention uh, and don't let me down again. And then they do like a ceremonial binning of the trainers. Yeah. And like cause Phoenix had had a little bit of a question mark about it. Yeah. Like, and then like the idea and actually even like it was, it's very uh, it's a Tomism but I even quite like the fact that when Grantley kind of hands this off he goes to Phoenix and, Fe- and it's those yeah. two put it because it's like you know the, the strong influence of Phoenix is good for him or whatever. yeah yeah but you do kind of think of that if that was kept consistent as soon as Harley put those trainers on Phoenix would have gone take them off you bloody idiot yeah yeah um so Jez is back at the school and he apologises to both of his kids, says, I'm going to go away for a bit. Um, you stay with Sean until the end of term and I'm going to go and try and find some work near where your mum is so that when you move back with her, I'm going to be around. Yeah, I don't know how on earth Sean comes out of this smelling like roses and Jez <laughs> has to move away in disgrace. But she does. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then he gives Maddie the, the, the car key. Um. And then they do a scene with Jez and Sean, and they desperately want it to be Ronan and Vicky, but it's not. It's not. It never will be. Because, like, uh, Jez is like, oh, you know, whatever's happened, I'll never regret falling in love with you. You're not Ronan and Vicky. Stop okay. trying to be them. Here is what's happened since he fell in love with her. <laughs> Both his kids live in Rochdale. Yeah. Going to a school he was just fired from, where he was cuckolded by the head teacher. He's no longer a football player. Yeah. And now he has to go and live back near the woman he also just left. Yeah. I'd regret every second Seemingly flat-sharing with a football mate. Yes. I'd regret all of that. Why he has to flat-share when he clearly has so much money, I don't I, know. Oh, <laughs> but she, Sean, wistfully sort of watches him then, move through the window. Why is his car parked there? <laughs> 
so uh, Grantley goes and apologises to Maggie. He says he was being pig-headed and stupid. And he confesses that he rather likes her. Um, and he has tickets for the, the Philharmonic. And she's like, I'd rather do line dancing. They're going to do a book exchange, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> Philharmonic. Is the Philharmonic English? Or is that just a thing? Yeah, it's, no, it's just a thing. Most major cities have their own like Philharmonic orchestra. Oh, so there's a Manchester Philharmonic and there's a Birmingham Philharmonic and a London one. Right. This isn't my kind of culture. Nor mine. <laughs> Nor mine. I'm not I'm not a class I I would much rather do line dancing. <laughs> like a bit of country music. At this point, do they even resolve the Shelby storyline? Does no. anyone figure out she was an alcoholic? No, they like have the conversation. No, well, they do, don't they? I don't know if we've got to it yet. No, we haven't got to it yet. We'll okay. get to it. We'll get to it. Because I was definitely thinking, because I have a lot more notes left. Yeah, no, no, we'll get thinking, to it. Like, uh... We are near the end, but there is, in fact, it's it's literally my next note. There you oh, go. Oh, fantastic. There you go. Tom comes so, to bed. Uh... <laughs> so you doubted me. You doubted me. Um, so Alan and Shelby get home. Well, after the Craig debacle <laughs> a few weeks ago. Um, so Alan, they get home, Alan and Shelby, and he finds the, the because when... Shelby and Kyle were caught. There was another vodka, a little vodka bottle, and she pocketed yes, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then he finds that in her coat when they get home. And he says, I think we need to talk. And that's it. That's it. They don't, like, that's it. The school, <laughs> the, all that school did that day is accuse her of cheating. That, that's not resolved. That's not resolved. They don't know whether she cheated or not. No, that's not resolved. Oh, my God. <laughs> she doesn't even try anymore. Um, so Michael then goes to see Lorraine for this drink that they're having. Uh, she says, I've sold my company for 75 million. Blimey. Specific. Um, she's setting up a school in Glasgow close to where her new business is. It's an independent but not a fee-paying school where it will play host to local kids. <laughs> local kids. Kids local to the school in Glasgow. Local. Kids who are local. <laughs> local kids. <laughs> local kids, irrespective of their background, as long as they're local. That's really important. See, I, I I knew one of us would do this. <laughs> so my other note was this. The quote, this school is going to take local kids, irrespective of their backgrounds. Yeah. Michael says, that sounds ambitious. No, that sounds like every f***ing <laughs> school. <laughs> like, specifically, that is the ethos of Waterloo Road. Specifically. But no, no, every... <laughs> Every school isn't a fee-paying school. That's what a catchment area is. <laughs> Local kids, irrespective of their background, is how every school works. Yeah. And Michael just goes, that sounds ambitious. No, it, it, it's... Oh. But yeah, she wants him to run this school, and he says, no, I've got a job to do at Waterloo Road. Oh. And then, yeah. This, this, I wouldn't do this unless we picked up Waterloo Road and moved it. <laughs> To Glasgow. And but and we can't do that because you want local kids. <laughs> Irrespective of background, even if that background is living and growing up in Rochdale. My God. You guys just got a taste of what series eight episode <laughs> one is gonna be like. <laughs> series eight episode one is gonna be four hours long. <laughs> it's, it's gonna be a whole new car park for me to get annoyed <laughs> by. But yes, that's where the episode ends. Um it wasn't as bad as last week. So it wasn't good though, was it? No, but I didn't mind it. This is like this. I, I've talked a lot about the sort of comforting mediocrity that the show is in. Yeah, yeah. this fits squarely into that. 
Because I didn't mind the Roxanne Palette storyline. Yeah. I thought it was, like you say, lots of it isn't resolved. No. The, the introduction of another mean authority person who's trying to close down the school. Yeah. At least, like, we have the knowledge that it's because something's happening. Yeah. So it's, it's not going nowhere. It's not going to be a big roof, rooftop protest where everything turns out fine. We know that what's hap- We know but what's going to happen. Did, did the rooftop protest end up fine? All of those people were disappeared. <laughs> with no explanation. Yeah, what they should have done is while that rooftop protest was happening, done like a breakfast club montage where it freeze frames on each yeah. of them and says what they did. <laughs> that would have been good. Um, Maybe we'll do that on the Patreon. Yeah. <laughs> what they did next yeah um next time trailer scout is getting married to this lad danilo who presumably is just a lad who's at the school yeah because that's how it's you know danilo who we all know we all know danilo yeah, yeah. he's there all the he's, time he's always there with denzel yeah phoenix, danilo oh, yeah. danilo oh well, you never see them apart <laughs> denzel phoenix and danilo that's <laughs> what they call them the three musketeers yeah. But yeah, so Scout's getting married to Danilo, who's always been there for immigration reasons. Zach is changing his name. <laughs> I'm obsessed with Zach's weird little storylines. Um, Grantley is getting with Maggie and then makes an appointment because he's having bedroom problems. Oh, it's a comedy Grantley storyline. Yeah, um, I can't. I can't wait to see something that's kind of like an emotional thing that hits lots of older men. Yes, be played for laughs. Oh for yeah. A week. Oh yeah. Um, and then Finn starts a fire in Naz's den. Yeah. But then we hear a scream because Naz is in the den, presumably. But isn't the den attached to their house? Well, it looks like it's like one of those things where you have like a flat or a house and then you have, there's like a block of garages. Yes, I, I know those things. Yes, I one of those, one of those things. things. Yes, one of those things. In fact, I parked my car next to one. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a 30 centimetre ruler. <laughs> yes. Do you know this thing like garages? Yes. yes. But what I'm saying is it's not attached to the house. That's yeah. what I'm saying. It's in a separate block. Yes, okay. That's my point. <laughs> That's the end. Play out song. It's Ed Sheeran, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It has to be. Good. Do we, do we get to pick any Ed Sheeran song? No, it's going to be Kiss Me, the one that was in the episode. Oh, can we pick any of those like, post-2015 ones? Because those wouldn't be in the show anyway, so... No. It's established. We go for one that's in the episode. All right, they do. They're gonna taste great. <laughs> These things are established. That was a more, that was a more fun time. <laughs>